goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Bo Scouts goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Monday. Indeed it is James Golden, Mr. Snurdly with you here. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And of course, on a Monday, plenty to talk about. Those of you that are following the the raid saga, the raid on Trump's home, will know that the judge in that uh, case we have the same information that we had. The affidavit is not yet unsealed. We don't know whether it will be. Uh, if you read some news stories, it's pretty positive. If you read from from a, a, the Trump's point of view, if you read other stories, it's a nothing burger. So I don't know where all this leads us, to be totally honest with you. We'll find out. I suppose, in due course, whether that affidavit will be unsealed or not. Until then, it's a waiting game. A record share of Americans are suffering. That's what Gallup says. Stories in the Washington Times today. The share of Americans who rate their lives so poorly they are considered to be suffering is climbing. According to a Gallup survey, this says economic stress from inflation and worry over moral values is fueling the problem. That's interesting. The pollster said the share of people considered to be suffering reached 5.6% in July, which really doesn't sound like much, does it? But that's the highest mark since Gallup began measuring the concept back in 2008 with its Life Evaluation Index. The survey asked people to rate their lives on a 0 to 10 scale so they can be classified as thriving, struggling, or suffering. Those who grade their current and future lives as 4 or below are considered to be suffering, while those who give their current lives at least a 7 and future lives an 8 or higher, well, those people are thriving. Now, the shares of people, the share of people estimated to be thriving is steadily decreasing from a record high of 59.2% in June of 2021, June 2021, mm -hmm, to 51.2% now. 
and suffering rates are increasing among Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. Imagine that, everybody. All three groups, suffering is up. Economic conditions are likely a major contributing factor to these worsening scores, say the pollsters, despite the addition of 528,000 new jobs in July, persistently high inflation is creating a drag on the Gallup Economic Confidence Index. It's at its lowest point since the Great Recession of 2009. Suffering. There's been a lot of suffering in Queens lately. The family of the cab driver who was murdered by these predators, this group of five predators, they had to bury the dad. And it turned out over the weekend, there was a story in the Post, I believe, or the Daily Mail one, about the predator. The Queens man charged with manslaughter and gang assault Thursday is 20-year-old, 20-year-old Nicholas Porter, 15-year-old girl. It turns out Mr. Porter, age 20, has an extensive record, extensive record. He's 20 years old, and he has been busted 10 times already. Robbery, sexual misconduct, domestic violence. He's listed by the New York City Police Department as a robbery recidivist. Three of his arrests are already sealed. So we can't find out about those. Presumably he was just a little boy, uh, just a little criminal thug in waiting, criminal thug in training when he committed some of the previous acts, which are now, uh, now sealed. We do know he's named in 12 domestic incident reports, including 11 of those in which he is listed as the aggressor. Twice arrested for violating an order of protection. Charged with sexual misconduct, robbery. He was supposed to be undergoing counseling, remedial education, probation, Right now, the disposition of his earlier arrests are not even clear, but yet he was out of jail. Of course he's out of jail because Democrats love criminals on the street. They hate criminals being locked up in jail. The family, his wife, poor wife, says her husband, my husband was a good man. He was everything we had. He was the only one I looked up to, and now his life has just been cut short, just like that. Just like that, these super predators can roam the streets. Thank you, Democrats, and your bail reform. Thank you, Democrats, and your your, we-don't-care-about-crime policies. And we don't care how many murderers we let out to murder again, how many robbers, how many advanced robbery thug super predators we let out. 
Residents of the Bronx say they are living in fear, terrorized by a group of kids that come into their buildings night after night. Things have gotten so bad, the good people up in the Bronx are afraid to come out. Miriam Crenton. Centron, 67 years old, 67 years old, should be enjoying her retirement if she is retired. Talks about these gangs of teens, large gangs of these super predator thugs. Listen to what she says. They came at us. They beat us. These teenage thug hoodlums are beating their elders. They came at us. They beat us. They broke the stick from the tree to beat us with the wood. They were kicking me in my side, kicking me on this side, punching me in the back, trying to get at my face as another woman. Nydia Carrero, 63 years old. This is all happening on East 169th Street up in Morrisania. These residents say they're being beaten, swarmed, robbed by groups of ruthless teenagers who've turned their apartment building into an oasis of lawlessness. Night after night. It's a shame. They tell us they're going to come back and turn the building down. It's ridiculous, said another 60-year-old man. This is happening in in your New York, people. Welcome to your Democrats. Midwood, Brooklyn, man hospitalized after being attacked on a subway platform in Brooklyn. Eyewitness News reported this guy on his way home from work, 1 a.m. Suspect, of course, still on the loose. The guy says he has no choice but to take the Q train home from work. Notice the man angry, mumbling, loudly pacing the car. He, another 64-year-old man, exits the train at his Avenue Wage subway stop. Man follows him out. Then the man, the suspect, jumps onto the tracks, grabbed the rock, gets back, punched the man in the face with the rock, striking him over and over again in his face with the rock. Now this man swung on the side of his head. Can't go to work. He'll be home trying to recover from his wounds for at least a week and a half. This is the first time this happened in my life in New York City. Now I'm scared. Now I see a lot of homeless people. They make me scared. New York under Democrats, folks. This is Eric Adams, New York. This is Bill de Blasio's New York. This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, New York. This is the New York of the Democrat Party. This is Andrew Cuomo's New York. This is Kathy Hochul's New York. Elderly people afraid to leave their own apartments, people afraid to ride the subways, people being beat, robbed, murdered by criminals who are repeat, 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 ten times criminals that should be in jail. But they're not in jail. Because Democrats want these criminals on the streets to terrorize you, to steal from you, 
to rob you in your stores. You see that video of the woman in, in, in one of these dollar stores gets chokehold by this criminal, savage beast of a woman who just grabs this poor woman working in a dollar store, puts her in a chokehold so that she can rob the place. The woman now says at, at the dollar store, she said she's afraid to go back to work. They know where I work. But yet, these people are back on the streets. If they get arrested, Democrats will have them right back on the streets. Where is AOC? All these people that, that, that demanded, where's Kathy Hochul? All these people that demanded this bail reform to let these criminals out. Where are they? They're partying. There's a big story in the New York Times today about Eric Adams and his nightlife. Partying with a bunch of people that are convicted felons at this restaurant that he likes to hang out. Enjoying the whole glitterati in the nightlife. Meanwhile, this city is going to hell. Innocent people who kept, who kept this city going when these Democrats tried to ruin it during COVID. These are the people now being beaten up who can't even leave their own apartments. These Our senior citizens can't even leave their own apartments for fear of these young teenage thug, savage Super predators attacking their elders with no regard, no moral, not an ounce of moral fiber in their entire bodies. And yet the Democrats see fit to let them on the streets. And oh, dare you say something about it, they'll call you a racist or whatever else, a bigot or whatever else comes out of their mouth. In Chicago, a Chicago advisory committee on monuments recommended 41 statues, plaques, and other honors around the city be removed, including three statues of Christopher Columbus, Lori Lightfoot. You know what the Democrats did there? They didn't wait for their report to come out. They preemptively took down the statues of Christopher Columbus because they figured that the Italians in Chicago wouldn't give them a hard time because a lot of the Italian community paid for these statues to go up in the first place, raised all kind of money to honor Christopher Columbus, and now Lori Lightfoot and her band of whatever they call themselves, supposed leaders out there. And this is a city that can't keep their crime rate under control. Every weekend, more numbers of drive-by shootings, children being shot while playing. But yet, they're going to find $50,000 in grants for new public arts projects to replace all of the stuff that they're taking down. Why are they taking it down? Because they say the statues, like Christopher Columbus, promote white supremacy, memorialize individuals with connections to racist acts, slavery, genocide. Many of the monuments were presenting inaccurate or demeaning characterizations of American Indians. And so... In Chicago, never mind the fact that what is really injuring the citizens are more criminals, more thugs, more super predators. Let's take down the damn statues. Let's bring some law and order by taking down the statues. Why don't we? Most nervous rush hour coming right back. That is radical. The rush hour is on the air. Attention, ditto heads. Attention, bow scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
Elton John brings us back on WABC. Philadelphia Freedom. Dr. Anthony S. Fauci said today he intends to leave government service in December to pursue the next chapter of his career. Can somebody say hallelujah? Can somebody say amen? Dr. Yes, S. Fauci says he's going to leave government service in December. Yeah, the announcement, not completely unexpected. He's hinted for some time he's thinking about retiring. He says so long as he's healthy, which he is, energetic, which he is, passionate, he wants to do some things outside the realm of the federal government. Yeah, spend some of that money. We still don't know, by the way, whether Dr. Fauci cashed in on the vaccinations because it it is a law that we can't find out whether people that work for the NIH, and I'm not saying he has. I'm just stunned that we can't find out one way or the other. We can't find out if they get royalties on some of these things. Republicans say that after he leaves, he is going to still be subject to investigation. And that I would welcome for some of this. Let us see about these <clears throat> this dispute that he and Senator Rand Paul are having over gain-of-function research. Let's see where that comes down, shall we, after he leaves. This is one more reason we definitely need to hold on to the Senate. There are a number of stories today in the Washington pubs about how the midterms are not looking good anymore for Republicans, et cetera, et cetera. There's another story, NPR, I'm going to hold on to it because they don't have time to do all 10 races today, but they did a story about 10 seats that are going to determine the fate of the Senate. I do want to go through those later in the week when we have time to just sit one through 10 but you imagine that, Fauci goes. So we've heard this week, Brian Seltzer's already from CNN, gone. Liz Cheney, gone. And now Fauci, going. Liz Cheney, in the news, she's lost a new political uh, a pack, a political action committee. She's got $7 million still in her war chest. You know who she's going after now? Two senators. She wants to take on Ted Cruz and Missouri's Josh Hawley, two Republicans. She's also mentioning Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as someone she wants to take over. Why, Liz Cheney's just doing the Democrats' work, isn't she? Isn't it amazing that this little old Republican gal has in her mind to take out Republicans? Both Senator Cruz and Howley staff say, hey, we wish her the best. They're kind of ignoring her. Kevin McCarthy's in her sights, too. Jonathan Carl, mainstream media, ABC, asked if she thought the country would be worse off if Kevin McCarthy was speaker. And, of course, Miss Cheney. I don't believe he should be Speaker of the House. Well, there are a lot of Republicans that don't believe it, too. But Liz Cheney apparently doesn't skip a beat in just trying to drag down Republicans. That seems to be her life's work now. Not just President Trump. It's not just Trump hate. It's Republican hate. 
from this so-called conservative Republican stalwart, Elizabeth Cheney. President Biden is going to host a summit next month aimed at countering racism and hate-fueled violence in the United States. Oh, can't wait. Oh, joy. How wonderful. They're trying to milk the shooting in Buffalo one more time. They didn't get enough mileage out of it. So the little press gal they have now, this Karine Jean-Pierre, or Karine Jean-Pierre, says the United We Stand Summit, United We Stand, they don't stand united against anything. All they're trying to do is be more and more divisive. That's the only thing that comes out of their mouth. White supremacy this, white supremacy that. Racist this, racist that. You ain't black if you don't vote for me this. You ain't black this, that, and the other. And you ain't black. Right. But yet this is the guy that said he didn't want his kids going to them jungle schools with those black children. Everybody forgets about that one. Who said that? Joe Biden. Come on, man. Biden has signed into law measures to combat anti-Asian hate crimes. So now he's going to go on these mass shootings. We're going to have a summit. And never will the summit, I guarantee you, never will, never in this summit will they deal with the fact that right now in the Bronx, there are black senior citizens being terrorized in their homes by a bunch of young thug teenagers, by a bunch of predators. How's that for hate crimes? They're being beaten with, with tree branches by young teenagers. He won't mention, he will not mention the people that are being hit in the face with rocks for simply riding New York subways or the thousands of black kids in New York City schools who are in dilapidated schools with failing grades, that's not racism? Oh, yes, it is. But no, it doesn't play into their political narrative. So let's go and talk about the white supremacists, and let's try to stir up a race war in America because we can't actually talk the full truth about racism and about hate. Let's just do the Democrat do and try to go out and convince people we're in the middle of a civil war and that we're headed toward a race war. That's what Democrats are trying to stir up in this country. Another news story, supposedly, this one, the convicted felon Michael Cohen was on with uh, Jim Acosta, CNN. Acosta is trying to, the story today is in, um, where is the story? In Biz Pack Review. Acosta is trying to goad him into saying that this time for real, this time for real, the walls are really closing in on Donald Trump. Oh, this time we finally got Trump. This time for real. How James Acosta still lasted CNN is beyond me. Supposedly CNN was going to turn away from this kind of reporting, but here it is. Fox News power rankings. I alluded to this story earlier. GOP House majority shrinks. Democrats score key victories. You see this theme all over the media today. Oh, that Republican red wave is not going to happen. I will say this. We've got 11 weeks to go, folks, before the midterm elections. We have tomorrow until New York primary. A lot can happen in 11 weeks. 
James Golden, most nearly. Your calls are coming up. We still got more news today. There was so much in the news today. I didn't even get to the immigration stack. Some of that news is absolutely sickening. I'm sorry. Some of it is sickening. We'll be back in one moment. Why, 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 you're getting nervous, man. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Four tops on WABC in New York. And here we go. I told you, I warned you, the immigrant stack of stuff today is just going to be horrific. Let me start with this one. We may get further, or we may just have to leave it at this one. I warn you, this is not pleasant. Family loophole lies damn immigrant children to hellish homes. Federal prosecutors have brought charges against the family they say conspired to smuggle a 10-year-old illegal immigrant girl into the country and then put her through a living hell in which 10-year-old girl in which she was raped repeatedly, stabbed with a kitchen knife, and subjected to regular beatings. The case is one of the more horrific examples of immigrants abusing the quote-unquote family loophole and border policy with an overwhelmed federal government assisting in the abuse. Let me put this in starker terms that are more accurate. The case is one of the more horrific examples of immigrants abusing our immigration policy with Joe Biden's federal government assisting the abusers. Because that is what has happened here. Do you believe this sentence? An overwhelmed federal government. Joe Biden just promised, and the Democrats just promised, they're going to hire 87,000 IRS agents. How come we're not hiring 87,000 border agents to get our border under control? Because they don't care about the border. It's obvious to anyone. In this instance, that meant accepting the word of illegal immigrant family that they were related to two Guatemalan girls. The government, Joe Biden's government, approved 
this family of criminals as sponsors, they delivered. They hand-delivered 10-year-old girl and the other one into situations that turned out to be nightmares. One witness told investigators she saw one of the girls beaten on at least 20 occasions. Another time, the witness saw a tear near the girl's mouth, and the girl said her sponsor, so-called sponsor, Katerina Domingo Juan, came at her with a knife because the girl failed to cook a meal properly. A 10-year-old girl used as a slave didn't cook the meal properly, so her mouth was cut with a knife. In the most horrifying of accusations, investigators said the girl was raped by four members of Katarina Domingo Juan's family, including her two sons. The girl, 10-year-old, identified in documents as victim one, became pregnant, and then had a miscarriage. It's the sort of case those following the surge of illegal immigrant children at the border have always known existed, but feared finding out about this case is truly sickening, but it's also terribly frustrating because the federal government is fully aware of the potential for such awful things being done to young children. They're not aware. They're complicit. Joe Biden and his administration are complicit in this. And now another story from today's New York Post. Adult illegal immigrants are posing as children at the border. So they won't be deported. Not much to say about it. Three men, Guatemala, 26, 25, 18, claim to be minors. Their story fell apart as as agents were questioning them, noticed discrepancies in the documents they presented. Counterfeit documents. Look at folks, this whole system This whole asylum system is crooked. We've known for years about the anchor baby syndrome, where people are coming over, having babies here so that they can claim the babies as American citizens and collect welfare for the babies. By the way, there's a story about that today. Headline. NPR falsely claims High immigrant welfare use is a myth. Basically, NPR issued a story, published a story that tried to say that immigrant families, these families aren't using a lot of welfare. Well, here's the thing. Illegal immigrants themselves are not using it, but their children are eligible for welfare, and that's how the welfare system is being rigged and rigged and rigged and rigged over and over again. Everything about our immigration system seems to be broken under Joe Biden, and they don't care. You've got young girls being, this holds human trafficking. Joe Biden's administration is complicit in the human trafficking and selling and giving 
of young children to be abused. There's no other way to look at this. They're complicit in it. I'm sickened enough. Let's go to Rockland County, start with telephones. George, Rockland County, you're on Boston Nervous Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon? I'm pretty good. Thanks for taking my call. So I have a question. Maybe you or one of the other listeners can answer it. What did Jerry Nadler, and for that matter, Carolyn Maloney, did at all for the respected district? I mean, I know that uh, the Democrats are pushing uh, both of them, but I never heard them doing anything. Uh, they hate Trump. Huh? They hate Trump. That's what they've done well, for their districts. They hate yeah, Trump. That, yeah, that could be. But I also heard uh, that uh, just like Biden and his son, uh, Nadler and his son, also involved in some very shady deals. Did you hear anything about that? I've heard today there's a story in the Daily Caller that one of Jerry Nadler's staffers for years has been breaking the law, working on the campaign when he's not supposed to. As for Nadler's children, I have not, I'm not aware of any malfeasance on their part. I will look into it. Don't know. Well, and tomorrow's the primaries, right? Tomorrow is the primary, and we shall see. Look, either one of them, you're getting either Jerry Nadler or Maloney, half dozen one, half dozen the other. You still end up with a Trump-hating Democrat no matter who wins in that district. I want to see who's going to win this District 10 seat. I want to see also whether it will be Nadler or Maloney. You raise an interesting point, though. I'm sure that listeners to this program will have a little bit more information if they live in the district. They may be able to tell us something that we don't know about Nads or about Maloney. So, George, thank you so much for the call. Let's go to New York. John, how are you, John? Oh, thank you. You're, you're right on. I'm glad you mentioned uh, uh, Biden because not only he's implicit in it, like you say, but he's doing it on purpose. He don't care about the people coming here that from wherever they are coming from, whether they want to be American citizens or not. He's they're just doing it because they can do it. Now, I want to hold this president, Biden, responsible, not only about these people getting abused coming over the border that he doesn't care about, but I want to hold them responsible if there is any terrorist problems in this country, like what happened in 9-11 or anything. I, yeah, I don't, and he, so, don't, he don't just deserve to be impeached. He deserves to be put in jail for life. Let me tell you something. You look at the fentanyl that is pouring through that southern border, and we know in some cases the country responsible for the manufacture of it. You look at the lawlessness that this Biden administration is complicit with, and when you now hear the details of what is happening to these little girls that are coming here, and you wonder, too, I've always wondered, how desperate does a mother or father in, in, in Central American countries have to be to send their children unaccompanied through that border? And look what is happening to these children, what this government has become complicit in. And he's going to hold a summit on racism. 
WABC Talk Radio 77 back. More of your calls on Bo Snurvy's Rush Hour. Remember, Cats at Night up next. Don't go away. Give me a little break here. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Herb Alpert, WABC Talk Radio 77. You see this guy. This guy's in love with you. Yes, I'm in love. Who looks at you the way I do? When you smile, I can tell we know each other very well. How can I show you so soothing. I'm glad so I got real to know you cause I've heard some talk. Let us head back uh, to the telephones in one they moment. House conservatives are saying some of them that they're gonna battle the Democrats and their own GOP leaders over vaccine mandates if they are fortunate enough to take the majority. Chip Roy, Democrat from Texas, friend of the program, says, I'll believe it when I see it. We need to get Chip Roy. We need to get Chip on. Mark Stein is in Britain. He's doing his show on GB News, and they are tearing it up in Britain. I just saw a call come in. Where's Mark Stein? Mark Stein's been in the U.K. That's why he hasn't been with us on Tuesdays. He's not moving to the U.K., He will return, but he's still expected to be over there for a little bit. He's been over there most of the summer, and Mark Stein is doing yeoman's work on these vaccines. He is actually bringing to light the problem that they're having over there that goes unreported over here about the number of people that are having horrible, horrible side effects, including up to and including fatal effects after taking the vaccines. So, <clears throat> anyway, House conservatives say they're going to battle the Democrats over vaccine mandates if they get in the majority. We'll have to have Chip Roy on to uh, tell us why he thinks this is really just a bunch of smoke mirrors, puff, puff, puff. Speaking about puff for a quick second, and then we'll head back to the phones. This uh, House of Dragons thing on HBO Max. You heard about this? It crashed. There were so many people trying to get on to stream the show that their servers were crashed. And some people, yeah, and some people couldn't get on to see it. Now, this whole thing, House of Dragons, takes place two years before the events in the Game of Thrones. And I got to tell you, I was watching the Game of Thrones way back in the day. And when the lady came out of the fire with the dragons, that's when I stopped watching. I was like, okay, enough of this crap. It, it, that was just like one of those Fonzie jumps the shark moments for me. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of done with this whole superhero, aye, aye, aye. this whole genre. It's just like, you guys have to, somebody, please write something original. Let us go to Mike in Lake George. How are you, Mike? Welcome. My man, Bo, how's it going, man? Good, thank you. Good. I mentioned your name on the Curtis show. 
And I like my music. I was a drummer back in the day, Bo. I'll start off with this. And Curtis says, well, you think Earth, Wind, and Fire is the best? He likes Sly and the Family Stone. I played it all. Jazz, blues, Motown, rock and roll. I said, well, Curtis, that's your opinion. And Bo's got his opinion, too. Music is music. You know, nothing like it. I'll tell you what, Bo. Um, I enjoy your show. You've touched on so many things that I agree with. And I'll make it quick because you're closing in uh, on the end of your show. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the driver, the cab driver who was assaulted and killed, okay, if there was a fundraiser, I would kick in at least $20 to the family. That's all, you know, I could do and I, I want to. Criminal thugs in waiting, as you described it. Democratic cities, it's a killing field, people. Chicago, Miami, New York, out of control. Psychotic behavior. And the borders are wide open. And they don't really give a damn. Joe Biden and his psycho uh, punk son, they should be in handcuffs, shakedown artists, and in jail. To this country, the far left is out of control. And I'll leave you with this, Bo. I mentioned it on your show a couple of weeks ago. You know, we're, we're on the cusp of almost a civil war. You know, you hate to say it. But during the L.A. riots, Rodney King, I liked him. I liked him a lot. He died young. Rodney King said it best. Hey. People, can't we all just get along? It's out of control, and it's sickening. Thank you, Mike. Love you, buddy. Appreciate it. William, Asbury, Asbury, New Jersey. How are you, William? Mr. Uh, Snurdly, I'm a rush baby, so it's a real honor. Um, Thank you. On these prosecutors that are literally would let a guy out of jail that's got obvious mental health issues and committed violent crimes before, I know there's a whole qualified immunity issue, but why isn't there a way to prosecute them for what they're doing? Example, I'm an auto mechanic. If I leave the lug nuts loose on a uh, on a car, and even if they're doing a buck 20 down a Garden State Parkway and a wheel comes off and it rolls 17 times and somebody dies, I could get charged criminally with that. Why could Alvin Bragg not get charged for what he's doing? I and couldn't agree with you more. Sorry? Mm-hmm. Most of these prosecutors are... At the very least, in my opinion, they're guilty of dereliction of duty. And they're members of what's the Soros Network. They've taken money to, from the Open Society Foundation to promote themselves. Once they're in jail for that, I think we really need to start talking about charges of uh, sedition for these characters, from Alvin Bragg right up to what the geriatric. You know, you just let out. me just suggest something to you. You just made an interesting point. Perhaps instead of the target for lawsuits being these uh, prosecutors with uh, their qualified immunity, perhaps it's time for some class action suits against the Soros people. Just think about that. Yeah, William, yeah, man, I agree with you, but I'm not talking civil lawsuits. I'm talking criminal charges criminal. here. I understand. Yeah. I understand. But at least civilly, they should be gone after if we can't get criminal. You make brilliant points, and I'm sure most of the people listening here agree with you wholeheartedly. Thank you for the call, William. Peter in New Jersey, you're up next. Thanks for waiting. What's on your mind this afternoon? Hello, Bo. I hope you don't think I'm too extreme on this, but uh, you mentioned fentanyl and these pieces that are wrapped in candies and so on and so forth, and I hear that India is also joining in, funneling fentanyl into the United States. Can you consider Joe Biden as a part of genociding our country with this fentanyl? These people are complicit in everything that is happening at that border. I said it today. They're complicit in the human trafficking and the crimes that originate from that. 
they are complicit in letting these drugs flood the com- the country. These people are complicit with those forces that are trying to destroy this nation. And there's no other way to look at it. Thank you for the call, Peter. I appreciate it very much. Peter in the Bronx, your turn, WABC. Thank you so much. Listen, um, God bless you in the show. That song by Herb Albert, oh, you had me crying. I love that. To make a long story short, I'm a native New Yorker, born and raised, Sicilian, Puerto Rican from the Lower East Side. It really saddens my heart. What we have here is a breakdown of civilized behavior. You can take all the guns, all the knives away, as long as you have civil people, uncivilized, excuse me, uncivilized people walking the streets, especially in New York City. What I see, I live in the Bronx, not that far from those buildings where those poor older people are being harassed. They're even trying to get some of those incidents on TikTok. They're trying to get some of the stuff, the horrible act that they committed the other day against those people in the Bronx. It's going to take, sadly, I hate to say it, the old days are going to come back. The old time is going to come back. We're going to take back the streets. Sad, uh, we need another Bernard Gates. I hate to say this. Uh, violence doesn't, you know, it's not going to solve anything, but p- common people, law-abiding citizens in the city, they're fed up with it. I ride the train every day. I look like a white boy. I get harassed every other day because of the color of my skin. Can you believe this? Yes, I can. And, Peter, it is time for it to stop. Sadly, we have to stop for today. Sorry for those we couldn't get on the telephones. I'd love to hear from you each and every day. Please give us a call tomorrow. Catch the night up next. Folks, I know it's been a tough news day. I didn't even get to everything. It's tough out here. But we have each other and we have God. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families and your families. We'll be back tomorrow. Keep it here on WABC Talk Radio 77, day in, day night. Get that WABC app. Keep it with you all the time. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.